The Disciplined Investor is all about you, your money, and the markets. Sit back and get ready for this edition of The Disciplined Investor Podcast. This episode of The Disciplined Investor is sponsored by Horowitz & Company. If you're looking for a portfolio manager, look no further. Horowitz & Company, from seed through harvest, cultivating financial success. Investor education in the spotlight. Financial Literacy Month comes early. March, a month to take notice of. Stocks and bonds sending mixed signals. And our guest today, Steve Sanders, Executive VP of Interactive Brokers. All this and much more on episode number 806 of the Disciplined Investor Podcast. Welcome to March. This is Andrew Horowitz. And, uh, you know, we have a lot to talk about, lots going on with regard to what we saw in February, the big turnaround, the big reversal off of that great January. And into March, we're already seeing that the Fed is still again, once again, talking it up. The parade is out there and they are pounding the desk that, you know what, we need to move. We need to move fast. We need to move with a consistent theme and we need to attack and bang down this whole big, bad inflation thing. And I think what has happened is that Maybe investors didn't really notice that they were very serious in January, brought rates down. We saw that the early part of March already brought on a significant uptick, whereas the 10-year was nailing just that 4% range. And there we have it. Pretty interesting. The other thing we, we see that uh, one month up, one month down, one day up, one month, one day down, the, the markets seem to have very little, I would say, memory for what's gone on and what is coming. It's like every day is a new experience and we have to start all over. It's like 51st dates with the market. But anyway, hey, I'm Andrew Horowitz. Thank you for joining me. About to step on a cruise going from Panama to Colombia to Aruba. It's going to be a time that I need because it's been just a few short weeks already this year. I feel like I've done a year's worth of work. I feel like what has gone on has been a great, great time to be alive. I'll tell you right now. And Knockwood business is really good for people like you that are reaching out to us and saying, hey, you know what? We need some help. We need the investment advice that we're not getting with these regular brokers out there. And I've mentioned that this is also my birthday month. month. This, this particular month is my birthday. And I said that every year, because I've done this for years, there's something special we do during my month of my birthday. And this year is no different. I promised a very simple thing a personal conversation about your investments. So all you need to do, it's in your hands now, the ball's in your court. All you need to do is reach out. Go over to thedisciplinedinvestor.com, send me a note, say, hey, Andrew, listen, uh, I'd like to talk to you. I don't know what we could talk about maybe, but I need some help. Or maybe you know what you want to talk about and you just want to go through it. Either way, whatever it is, we'll schedule a time. I will call, we'll, we'll talk. We will have some time together to figure out what it is that is appropriate for you, or maybe nothing, just stay with what you're doing. I don't know. Go over to disciplineinvestor.com. Um, so it's not financial literacy month. We know that. That happens in April. And we do have a need for a continuation of learning all the time. And I thought that we would maybe get into this a little bit earlier than usual. 
We don't have to wait. Why do we have to wait to April to start thinking about our education and our continuation of our of our process of learning about investing and finance? So I decided to bring on some great tools and talk about what it is that is available for you for learning and maybe even understanding more about what's happening with finance. So I did that with our next guest. Let's get right to it. And our guest today is Steve Sanders. He's the executive vice president and marketing of marketing and product development at Interactive Brokers. And, and Steve has been with Interactive Brokers for 11 years. Uh, and, uh, 22 years 22. as of 22 years as of tomorrow. Wow, really, huh? That's fantastic. Happy anniversary. My anniversary. I hope there's a big raise and a, and a lot of stock grants in your, in your envelope tomorrow. Right. Well, so that'd be nice. Anyway, um, Steve has been around for a long period of time. He's been on the show many times. We have him on because there's all sorts of really interesting things that we talk about when we're together. So, Steve, thanks again for joining us today. I appreciate that. Thank you, Andrew. So uh, I want to talk. I have a lot of things to talk about. I want to I want to make this show about uh, education because, you know, you know this. Right. So I'm really hot on the area of education, making sure that people um, and, and this is I think this has gotten too much of a buzz to it, but financially literate, right? Seriously, because a lot of people, they they look at math, they look at numbers, they look at, and they're like, oh, no. And and it's important to, I think, educate yourself and, and understand that there are so many places that you can actually find information. We're going to talk about that because I want to really dig into something I recently uh, dug into, which is the, the IBKR campus. So IBKR, by the way, for those of you that don't know, stands for Interactive Brokers. So Interactive Brokers, they have this campus thing. So we're going to talk about that. I want to talk first about and start the discussion with um, some of the maybe trends that are happening um, on a a global basis. I mean, are you seeing anything uh, that that is in particular – in different, less trading, more trading, trading of stocks versus bonds, crypto versus, I don't know, you know, whatever it is, right? Are you seeing anything, let's call it the year to start it, but in 2023? Yeah. So, you know, th this has always been the case when, when there's uncertainty in the world or in certain uh, countries, there, there seems to be a migration to safety. So certainly, you know, there's been a lot of, um, you know, change in, you know, Brazil, I'll use as an example, because they move more, uh, more to the left. Um, in the UK, where, you know, certainly, um, you know, the markets haven't been as good as they could be, you know, certainly in the Ukraine, certainly in Hong Kong, and when you see this uncertainty in the world, you know, we see a lot of new clients coming on and we also see them investing uh, in the U.S. markets because they want to diversify their portfolios and, and put their money in another place. Uh, also, along with that, um, you know, being a higher rate environment, there is a lot more interest than there was in, in the trading of bonds. Um, people are just realizing, you know, at least in, at this time in this market, that it's a good place to uh, put their money and also diversify their portfolios. It's interesting. You said something. It's, it's 
you said when there is a heightened level of concern or let's say uh, uncertainty in the world that all of a sudden people open accounts. And that's a fascinating thing because there's two reasons as I see it. Tell me what you think. One is they want to, you said they want to come to the United States where it's a little safer. Well, they also want to get the hell out of Dodge, right? <laughs> they want to get out yeah. of where, wherever it is that's giving them the, the concern. But the second thing is that a lot of people are very complacent when things are just going along swimmingly. You know, not a lot of ups, not a lot of downs, not a lot of volatility. And people don't make a lot of change. They don't like change because change is sometimes, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking, right? What do they say? The, 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 what do they say that uh, death, divorce, and moving your home have the, like this, the, the, the same extreme stress levels as each other? Well, I haven't died, and I'm, I'm still married. Ah. So having having moved uh, two years ago, I will tell you at least that one. It was pretty stressful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but now, so here's the thing. You know, I think that there's also the potential for changing your investments to an unknown. You know what you got? The devil that you know, yeah. right? The devil yeah. that you know. I got this. I'm in this country. I'm in this investment. I'm in this portfolio. I'm this broker. Now I got to change. So something's happening. You also talked about in a higher yield environment, whereas my last show, the title was Tina is dead. There is no alternative was the the byline for years where you had right. no choice. Right. So yeah. now I know that you have and, an, you know, a, a, obviously people can utilize a cash position as a position. Right. Yep. And you're probably seeing a lot more of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just to go back to your other point, certainly when when markets are are tanking, you know, it, it, it's a time when people reevaluate and and change uh, what they're doing. So that that certainly is correct. But also, you know, our you know cash positions, um, we've always offered um, one of the highest rates in the industry on our on our broker account. You don't need to sweep it anywhere. Uh, you don't need to transfer it anywhere. You know, right now on USD, we're offering 4.08%. And, you know, we're, we're pegged to the Fed funds. So if the Fed funds goes up again, that rate will go up again. And we also peg it, you know, the benchmarks in the, in the um, other currencies, the, the 24 other currencies that we offer around the world. Um, so, you know, e even if you're not fully invested, um, your cash positions will <clears throat> earn, earn something, you know, pretty, pretty good, even compared to the bank. So again, uh, our, 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 our focus is education. So I'm going to, I'm going to take what you said, yeah. which I just listened to. And it's like, okay, I get it. I don't know if everybody else understood that. Cause I want to take two points from there. Yeah. One that you said was that. 4.08% on the USD. Now, I want to be clear, that has nothing to do with, there's nothing, Steve wasn't being fancy, just on your cash account, you're getting United States citizens and the United States dollar investments, which is basically what you have, right? When you have cash in the bank or you have cash in, in, in investment, you're making on, on USD. So you're getting 4.08%, let's just say that. The second thing I think he said that is extremely important to take a look at is when he said, that you don't have to do anything different on your sweep account, on your cash account, you're earning the money. Now, why I pick on this is, is for a reason. There's a reason why I'm not, I'm not saying how great Steve is and, and IB. What I'm saying is 
a lot of people don't know that they actually may, depending on way, where they're actually holding their assets, they may actually have to do something to get a higher rate. So oftentimes when you go and you sell a stock, let's say you have $100,000 of XYZ stock and you sell it and you say, okay, I'm just going to leave it in the cash account. And you go to a, you know some brokers out there, they'll leave it in a sweep account that is earning ungats, if you know what that is, my, my Italian friends. Uh, you're earning nothing. Whereas what you'll have to do is actually invest it in a specific vehicle like a uh, traded money market to get the higher rate. And what Steve is saying is that in their circumstance, they don't make you go through those machinations and, and hoops and, and, and leap over all sorts of different ways of doing things because some of these firms, I think, Steve, and you may or may not want to respond to this, are doing that purposefully so you don't get the interest rate if you don't know. Well, Andrew, you're, you're spot on having worked for a bank and, you know, now in the brokerage industry, uh, the biggest secret or maybe not so much a secret in the financial services industry is that these that these financial services companies make money off of clients' laziness. So whether it's your checking account where, you know, you earn that, you know, zero, your broker account where you earn zero, uh, late fees on, on your uh, credit card payments, whatever it is, um, you know, and, and wherever you're going to be lazy, the financial services company will just swoop in and take whatever they can from yep. you. But, you may, but, but companies like yours and others that do this kind of situation where they don't make you, they don't allow you to be lazy. And if you are lazy, they don't allow you to lose out. That's the deal, right? That's the point. Yeah. That, that, that's absolutely correct. I mean, you know, in a broker account, you're constantly buying and selling and there's extra cash that, that's left behind. And so we don't make you go through that extra step of saying, where do I need to put that extra cash so it's not earning zero? We just pay you on it. Yep. So um, I know there's a lot of changes that are happening and it's very, very quick. I just want to touch on this for a second. So last time we talked about how... Um, you had a relationship, you started to work in the crypto space, you segregated the, uh, the assets, uh, of course, uh, into uh, a holding. And um, I think since then, there's still been a lot of changes <laughs> or, or things that have happened since then, right? And, yeah. and, and, and um, you know, I, I, it may have been, I don't know if it was the last time you were on, I don't know if it was before or after FTX, the FTX debacle. But anyway, um, a lot of companies we saw, I think, this week, Visa, Mastercard, backing off for their from their crypto ambitions. Um, what's going on in terms of the thinking these days? Yeah, so you know, we never added crypto as a place where you can actively trade in it and you can get rich. You know, we we put it on as another. Um, asset class that you can diversify your portfolio with if, if you chose to use it alongside with gold that that you know we added in the last year and a half and you know futures and options and fx and you know energy futures so you know that that's the way we've always looked at it um, our company certainly doesn't recommend that you um, that you buy crypto or you not buy crypto. That that's up to you. We we just put it on as an asset class. But you also segregated it away from the core, so that it's not a holding of IBKR. So therefore, well, right? Yeah, yeah. There was a reason for that 
um, in order to offer crypto, um, you, you need a transmitter license in every state of the United States and something similar in every country around the world. You know, we just introduced it in Hong Kong as an example. Uh, so we did this because we just didn't want to, you know, invest a lot into this. Um, it's probably the only asset class where we don't hold custody. And so we partnered with uh, Paxos to do that just because we didn't want to, you know, invest in it in the same way that we have with all our other asset mm -hmm. classes. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, did you notice, by the way, that I'm assuming that there has been a slowdown in general client trading and general activity in the crypto space? I'm assuming that's the case, right? That's right here around the town. Yeah, well, it's true, but we never saw the huge volumes, you know, even when we first introduced uh, crypto, because as I said, we viewed it as a buy and hold product to hold alongside your, your other assets, you know, versus some of the others out there that, you know, encourage, you know, lot, lots of trading mm. in, in crypto. So, you know, for us, it's been steady and we never really expected it to make us, you know, um, very rich. It's just not an asset class that's right. I want to I want to go through one more point, and I want to talk about some of the uh, educational uh, items here. That's really what I want to dig into. But um, we've talked about this before, and one of the things that that companies out there are doing these days. They hopped on the payment for order flow. Like, listen, just to be clear with everybody, this whole payment for order flow that you hear about is not new. As a matter of fact, when there were actual market makers back in the day, true market makers, right? You know, yeah. the payment for order flow was a constant. Now, it was a little bit more opaque, I should say. Uh, right. And it was very sketchy because it was yeah. th those days it was payment for order flow, but it was almost like bribing for order flow. You know, that's the way I looked at it back in those days, right? There was just a strange situation going on there that you'd get some extra and there was some it's it's changed it evolved much different much different but the concept is the same where as order flow goes in the payment on that because of the way that is traded the 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 the, the vig the top the scrapings the crumbs go through yeah. now interactive brokers um is one of the companies that utilizes payment for order flow but also regular old plain vanilla old school commissions which i prefer because i I'm telling you my side, uh, I have, Steve knows this too, I, we have multiple uh, brokerage relationships for our clients. And some of them shoved right down your throat that you are doing payment for order flow now. So in other words, zero cost, zero commission. And now I'm like, wait a minute, how do I know if I'm doing it, getting a best efforts price on a, on a, on a position? I have no idea anymore. Yeah. And that's a problem from, I'm surprised actually from a um, investment advisory management, SEC or Finrost, that how that passed muster, to be honest with you, because I've no. never understood how, if I'm supposed to be making sure that if I'm doing a transaction, that I'm getting not only best execution, um, but then, you know, all the other things that come along with that, that I have no idea. I'm just trusting that it happens. There's no way for right. me to test this. I can't test anything or look to see if that or this. Anyway, um, the SEC is looking into this very closely. Yeah. After what happened with companies like Robinhood and a few others that were throwing up, you know, 
uh, uh, all sorts of confetti when you did a trade and, you know, didn't really relinquish how much inf- uh, how much they were getting paid. And they created a big stir. They were the ones that created a big stir. And then everybody followed along like penguins right into the water. Um, and some, like I said, some companies are only offering that, not the not not a choice. Do you see, what's your thoughts on where this is going to go? So I'll comment on a few of your points there. Uh, the first one is you're absolutely right. It's been around for many years. I think the only difference is uh, back then there was no electronic audit trail of it. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it was, it was done in a more human, <laughs> with more human interaction. Right, right. right. So, so today there is <laughs> this big audit trail. So... I have no idea how the SEC is going to come down on this or whether they're going to be politically successful in, in, in trying to push anything through. I, I will tell you, you know, my only and, and of course, interactive brokers will just work with, you know, whatever the rules are. We we always have and we'll try to do the best by the customer. Um, my only thought is as follows, you know. When, when you have all these dark pools and payment for order flow, the pricing information that used to all be public and used to sit on exchanges for anybody to see is no longer there, mm-hmm. right? So you, 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 know, you, you see a bid and an ask on, on the exchanges, but you don't know if, if, if these dark pools have a different market and if there's more volume going through there, that's the real market. And, and people just don't know about that. So, you know, to me, um, it would be nice to be able to get uh, more, more public information. I think whenever there is that secrecy that, that it's not a good thing, but, but that's just my personal opinion. And we'll have to see what, you know, how successful the SEC is in this. I, I mean, I think I think the very nature of this is to, it, the very nature of this was to bamboozle the public into believing that they're not paying for commissions or not paying for trading, I should say. Right. Um, and by creating an extreme amount of transparency will ruin the whole thing. That's my opinion. That, well, it certainly would, because if there's more transparency, the market makers, you know, just aren't, aren't going to, uh, you know, pay up for this in the, in the same, at least in the same way. I guess we should probably note at this point that one of the, the CEO that took in the, one of the highest annual incomes ever in the history of ever was Ken Griffin, who yep. runs Citadel who basically runs all the payment for order flow or a chunk of it. I mean, right. it's well, got to be someone's making a profit here, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, besides the payment for order flow, I mean, you know, he's, he's also proprietary trading and probably, you know, have, our firm was in this business, although it was very separate from the broker when we were in this business. We're not in it anymore for options. But, you know, certainly um, having that kind of information, um, you know, probably helps helps the other side of things. And it, it's the reason why they're, they're willing to pay up for it. Yep, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about education. Now, one of the things that Interactive Brokers has is um, something they call campus. 
which is like it sounds. It's like a you know college campus. It's a, but it's virtual, of course. Um, but it but it's education. Education at, at its core, which is extremely important. And I think that uh, Cy Sims once said it best: "Where an educated consumer is their best customer." Remember that commercial? Yeah. Remember that commercial? I remember the commercial. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. The educated, uh, you know. I always and I always think about the same commercial. Oh, is that think about our campus? <laughs> is that, is that I serious? Guess that shows our age. No, come right? on, seriously. <laughs> oh God! You know, th th there's the other one, the Fram commercial. Pay me now or pay me later is also when you don't learn enough about what you're supposed to be learning about. But seriously, right. you know, the educated consumer is is a great customer because they don't they. Some of the stupidity factor, I hate to say that, so I'm, I'm saying it. The stupidity yep. factor has disappeared where you make this dumb mistakes. And people make dumb mistakes. They go against what they should be going into. Why? Because they feel this or that or they heard this or read it on Facebook. Or they... So let's talk about some of the things that you recently – give me give me, give me, me a two-minute pitch on the, the entirety of, of the IBKR campus. Yeah. So, you know, we saw during COVID and, and um, certainly during the mem stock craze that there were a bunch of people jumping into this and, you know, because for the entertainment value, didn't really learn anything about the markets or, or how they worked. Um, and we're just happy, you know, to go in there every day and look at the, you know, nice interfaces and where things were going. And it was, it, it went very well for them for a while until it didn't. So, and, and certainly the regulators came after people for not, um, you know, for taking on option traders that didn't have, you know, enough of a background in it to, you know, be able to do it well. Mm -hmm. So we've certainly, education has certainly been important to us for years. I mean, some firms, you know, operate under the premise, churn and burn. So they bring in some people, they put their few thousand dollars in and, you know, when they blow out of it, they leave and they just recruit a new bunch. You mm -hmm. know, we tend to like to recruit people that will uh, be here forever. And so we believe that education is a really important component of that. So the IBKR campus is, is made up of a, a number of pillars. Uh, the first one is our Traders Academy that are basically um, lot of over over 50 courses. Uh, they have quizzes, they have videos, quizzes, and tests. And, you know, you can take as many or as few as you want and educate yourself on different aspects of the market. We have our uh, Traders Insight, where we, uh, we write our own commentary and we get commentary from others, you know, such as BlackRock and Vanguard that contribute to this. And we, we put it out um, every day. So that's important. We mm -hmm. have a sister um, publication called the Quant Log, which is for API programmers. Um, and those who want to know about, uh, you know, writing programs and, and trading, you know, programmatically. So we also have that. Um, we have a trader's glossary where you can look up words. Uh, we have our uh, student trading lab. Uh, this is a program for professors around the world. It's a paper trading platform and they can use it to teach their, um, their students or, or have competitions. Uh, and we have our webinar series uh, where we go out and we have webinars and, uh, you know, in the various different people from the industry 
And uh, lastly, we have our podcast series. So you can listen to that in your car and we do one a week with various different um, people from the industry. Which, so, I, should, which uh, I should be invited on one of those, but we'll talk about that at a different time. You are always invited. Oh, well, they, you just oh. let me know when you would like yeah. to come and do it. All right, we'll do. I have a question right. for you. I have a question for you uh, on this list. I want Something really caught my eye here. The Student Trading Lab. You, you mentioned it's, it's, an, it's an educational tool as well as can have like stock trading, yeah. uh, you know, fake stock trading things, but tr stock trading. So if a professor or a school or anybody uses this, right, and can they have like then separate accounts for a competition uh, so that let's say, let's say myself and five other people do this? Because um, I'm thinking there's two different uh, colleges and, and one – uh, youth program, there's a junior achievement that I think would be very down here that I know them really well. That would be interested yeah. in this. Can you set up a, a, a like a, I don't know, they could pick a number, like a, like a two month stock trading or stock investing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. You, the, the way this works is the, the professor sets it up. His students sign up for uh, his or her students sign up for individual loss. Uh, you know, trading accounts, you can trade stock options, futures, Forex and bonds all around the world. Wow. And they can all compete against each other. Wow. That's very, and, and I'm assuming this is a big step because I don't know this answer. So or maybe I'll ask the question. Does the professor or the administrator of the, of, of the training, trading lab have access to Reports and things like that of the, yes. Oh, really? Yes, they do. They have access to the I results. I figured they had to. I figured they had to. But that's so that's kind of cool. If you want to throw a block party and invite all your friends, you you could have access to their trade, your neighbor's trading activity. <laughs> no, but I think this. I was just at a junior achievement. Uh, yeah. And they talked about doing a stock thing, and I'm like, okay. And then I was also with some people from a college down here, which I know the president really with, uh, well, I was with them on yeah. Sunday and, and they're really trying to promote financial literacy. Um, and I said, well, maybe I can help you, but this is like one of the things that I think can even, even if it's just as simple as buying, you know, Apple stock, just so they can just look at it yeah. and see what it's doing and understand yeah, so that, you, you can know, see how the bids and asks are moving and what's happening and the charting. Absolutely. I agree, and if you want to refer them, we'd be happy to set them up. Yeah, that's kind of cool stuff. And and how does so? Okay, actually, here's a, I have it on my notes. It's it's ibkrcampus.com. Now, are you going to change the name of Interactive Brokers to IBKR? Because I see that's happening more and more. The, the well, IBKR the, is um, our stock symbol, right? And obviously, all our <laughs> everyone at Interactive Brokers' uh, favorite stock symbol. Of but course. I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll use them both. Yeah. No, I just, I just noticed more and more of that entering it. I, at least yeah. I see that, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's ibkrcampus.com. And then um, what else do I want to ask you about? Okay. Oh, the other one. So you got the quant. That's interesting. I find that pretty interesting. The webinars, again, you know, just uh, basic information on, on things and, and education on ETFs and commodities and things like that and trading and all that. So that's good. Glossary, which is obviously important. Somebody can just look up, you know, what does this that mean? Now, does someone need to open an account? How does this work? Does someone need to open an account to use this? To you? No, 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 no. This is this is for the public at large. Wow. Anybody could come in. You don't need an account with us. We 
we we you know like you to open an account with us but if you don't <laughs> want to you can certainly keep you can certainly keep coming back and you know the point the whole point behind it is is purely educational right exactly um, all right, let's see. Let me go backwards on my notes because I have a few things I wanted to catch up on over here because we got into that. That was pretty cool. So, okay, go on here. We're going to have, I'll have the links to this also on the show notes for episode number 806 on the disciplinedinvestor.com. So, um, what other things are, are you working on um, on the horizon? Is there some projects that you can, uh, I'm going to catch you off guard here, so sorry. But any yeah. projects you're working on that uh, you can sneak us a little bit of uh, love on? Well, you know, generally we don't pre-announce uh, yes. things generally. that, that like are coming general. out because it's gotten us into trouble in the past. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but, but what I will say is, you know, the things we've always done, like adding, you know, additional product from additional countries that, you know, maybe are tradable. Uh, we, we, we're certainly looking at that. And I would say, you know, over the next, uh, you know, few months or, or maybe the next year, we'll introduce uh, some new countries to trade in. Um, certainly, you know, integration of, you know, uh, cash management, uh, you know, we, we will certainly uh, continue to work on that. And of course, uh, adding tools that, that, you know, our clients feel are important. We'll, we'll continue to do that. Yeah. And, and by the way, for those advisors that are listening, um, I use Interactive Brokers as a platform for um, a component of our business. And they have tools on there that are, it would take you a ton of money to build. Uh, allocation tools, modeling, um, yeah. rebalancing, uh, click and go, um, algorithmic yeah. trading. It's, 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 it's pretty, or grouping. You, you could have, let's say you have three different groups, right? One is um, tech, and I'm going to make this up here, uh, tech investors, one is value investors, and one is uh, Dow 30 investors. I don't know why. I was, you, know. you could just say, oh, here's the model I want for the tech guys. I want them to have 5% Apple. I want 10% this. I want 30% this. Click, 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 done, and then rebalance it at a, at a push of a button. The same thing um, with regard, I mean, individuals could do also modeling their own portfolios, make it easy for them. But I'm saying right. you could do this as an advisor on a group. On, on, a, on a whole group. And then you get uh, you get uh, allocation that is instantaneous so that there is no question from a compliance standpoint about cherry picking and things like that of the trades. Therefore, it just goes right into the client's accounts in a pro rata basis of what you said. You got 5% of this for everybody's account? Fine. This guy has a $100,000 account. This guy got a million dollar account. This guy got a 50,000, whatever. Boom, 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 boom. Goes right in and you're, you're done. There's no allocation like at the end of the day, you know, and if you're an advisor, you know what I'm talking about. You're like, huh? What do you mean no allocation at the end of the day? You don't have to deal with that. It's so easy. It really is. It's it's like, it's like a pleasure to deal with well, it because thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It really is. Thank you. We worked on it. And certainly our, our free for advisors, our free CRM and our portfolio management yep. system. portfolio yep. And it's come a long way. I must tell you, Steve, I've been, I've been around you guys for a long time. And it's, yeah, yeah, I will tell you, for oh. our yeah, just to mention, for our portfolio analyst, uh, we, we've done a significant upgrade. It used to just be um, reports, and um, we're about to launch our new online version, which will go along with the reports, where there are a bunch of widgets on the screen that you could set up and, and monitor. So cool stuff. Um, that, that's a big upgrade for cool us. Well, I mean, and I think, I think at the end, I think the 
the summation of this. And what I'd like to say to you is, you know, I think it's really, I can't state this enough. And it's really important to make sure that we we learn as we go and things change. Nothing is static in this industry. Everything is constantly moving faster than we can really keep up with it. But to have a place where we can find usable information, uh, I think, I think is really important. And that, and that, that tells you your character, right? We know, listen, everybody knows that if you give people education and information, they're probably going to stick around longer. They're going to trade more. And we know that that's a big part of the corporate plan. But, but, but a lot of places don't do that, right? Whereas they're just like, get them in, squeeze them and send them on their way. And then you're not doing that. And I think that's really admirable. Well, and, and there's also a difference in the education we provide. You know, a lot of places that provide education, it's one of these courses in how you can become rich in a month. Yeah. Right? From doing this or that. And, you know, it, it generally doesn't work out. You know, all our education is about using the tools and making you make the decisions mm-hmm. on, you know, how you're going to invest and trade. And, right. and we're not making any recommendations one way or another. So very agnostic. Yep, I hear you. Steve Sanders, EVP at uh, IBKR. A lot of letters. We're going to keep on going with letters here. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for joining us today and, and 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 providing us this great stuff. I really I really appreciate it. And I know that listeners are going to really appreciate it as well. Andrew, thank you so much as always. It, it is always a pleasure. All right, buddy. I'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. Like I said, about to get on a cruise, so we're going to keep it short and sweet. Great educational materials, great learning, financial literacy, updates on what is available. Plenty of other ways to do things like this, but I thought, well, let's just go right to the ones that really put in the time, the effort, and is committed to educating their particular uh, clients and, and people uh, like you and me. There's, there's plenty on on the, on the campus that I can use as well. So I, as a matter of fact, um, I'm going to send out the stock market challenge links and all that and get them set up with a couple of schools I know. I think it's going to be really cool. Thanks for joining me somewhere on the high seas and over the next week is where I will be. We're not having DH Unplugged this this week, but nonetheless, we have the opportunity to come back in the following week. And guess who we have as a guest? We have Anthony Scaramucci, who is signed up right now, who is scheduled, ready to go. That should be an interesting conversation, plus a lot more coming in the months ahead. Thanks for joining me this week and every week on the Disciplined Investor Podcast. discussed in this podcast should be considered a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Past performance is no indication of future results. In addition, the information presented is not intended to be used as a sole basis of any investment decisions, nor should be construed as advice designed to meet the individual needs of any particular investor. Nothing herein constitutes legal, accounting, or tax advice, or individually tailored investment advice. Remember, investing involves substantial risk. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results and a loss of original capital may occur. No one receiving or accessing this information should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence, including carefully reviewing any applicable prospectuses, press releases, reports, and other public filings of the issuer of any securities being considered. Please consider this for educational purposes only. As always, use your best judgment when investing. Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. 
Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Advertisements are not related to the host or affiliates and are not considered recommendations by the host of the show or any affiliates of Horowitz & Company.